And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And a man became a living being. You'll find that in God's word. In the Latin, there's a phrase, Amajo Dei, which means made in the image of God. My friends, welcome to season eight of Joining Souls Community, hanging with Mr. Rogers. The premise of this podcast is to highlight the work, gifts, and contributions to our communities all around the world. This is a passion project in life that I see as a personal responsibility to make aware of those around the world about all the positive and life-changing work happening everywhere. We just have to find it and share it and talk about it via a platform that will get the most positive exposure. Join me in the lovely adventurous journey that is Enjoying Souls. Talk to you. Hello. Are Hello. you sorry it took me a minute? I couldn't it wouldn't paste over, so I was having trouble. Sorry it took me a minute to get with you. That's okay. That's okay. I just I didn't realize I had set my alerts uh to silent. <laughs> oh no, she sent me a message and uh That's okay. okay. But anyway, you 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 improvise. Yes. Am I too loud or am I okay? No, you are you are fine. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was directly into my router so we wouldn't have that same problem we had the first time and right i was trying to copy and paste over to my email and i was like having problems but i finally got it so sounds good well let's let's go ahead and get started then okay sounds great all right all right listeners doing joining souls community welcome back today we have a follow-up guest if you remember pam was on uh well now well, it's been about two weeks now and we talked about her coming back on for a part two. And a couple spots we want to touch on today. Uh, we want to, uh, to touch on the spiritual mentoring. I think that was a key aspect that I to, to pick Pam's brain on and see what she uh, has to say about that. And then also healing. And then last but not least, I, I know we touched on it, but um, I think delving just a bit a bit more into um, as far as uh, viewing life through more of a spiritual lens rather than religious uh, and kind of what that entails. But let's go ahead and start with uh, Pam, talk to us about as far as your spiritual journey. And does that have something to do with uh, or go in line with uh, your, uh, your spiritual springboard or is that, is there a connection there? Yeah, there's a connection because, um, like I had shared last time, the book Spiritual Springboard um, was really just a compilation of a lot of tools that my first mentor and then other teachers I met along the way shared with me so that um, I could experience this divine mystical realm of God myself. And so with spiritual with a spiritual mentoring, what I like to do is I like to kind of bring God as the first response in every situation mm. and teach them to actually utilize these tools for themselves so that they can begin to um, not only have that personal experience, but begin to build that experiential faith. Mm-hmm. So they don't need a middleman necessarily because I think a lot of times I know I have done this 
myself mm -hmm. is we begin to rely on other people or other um, organizations or whatever mm -hmm. as the path. And even sometimes we um, kind of put those as the idols before God. Mm -hmm. So my the, what I try to do as a mentor is obviously I don't like to, if I try not to give advice, but I try to give um, maybe a tool or some guidance on steps that people can take to shift their awareness of who God is so right. that they can move into that more experience experiential space but i i know from my own experience um on my spiritual journey there are those times when especially you're going through things and you really it's just more hard to hear god's voice mm -hmm. and using those toil tools helps in those times and then it's also so great to just have a mentor to encourage you because they've all been through, you know, because they've usually been through it too. Right. And so it's just knowing that, hey, you can do this. Um, this happened to me, you know, just that kind of encouraging word so that they don't feel like they're the only person going through whatever they're going through. And, and, and as you probably are aware, once you open yourself up to God in a new way, some of the things that are ha happening, you're like, that's kind of unbelievable. So it's fun to be able to bounce those things off somebody who has had similar experiences, because a lot of times people who aren't having those experiences are going to look at you like you've lost your mind <laughs> when you start right. talking about some of the stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I like to do. Okay. Okay. Now, um, now, is that as far as the, that spiritual mentoring piece, um, are you, uh, as far as your your reach, are you just, are you primarily working with, with folks in the church or what's which your audience? Um, my audience is really, has been up to this point, just word of mouth um, through maybe Instagram, if I get messages on Instagram or um sometimes people will reach out to me after they've read my book. So it's not been like a huge platform, but I'm getting ready to start weekly. I, mean, I haven't decided for sure if it's weekly or bi-weekly mentoring mm -hmm. sessions on zoom. Okay. So, and I'm just, and I'm going to set like a, the same time every week. So people, and maybe set a topic or whatever. And mm -hmm. so people can tune in and come on, jump on zoom and have a a chat about what's going on in their lives in regard to maybe a certain topic and you know just give them give them a little support and encouragement on their path okay okay and you said when you said that's in a few weeks or yes i'm just kind of ironing out i i just started a part-time job so i got to get my schedule right. at that job Mm -hmm. set in stone because it's not set in stone yet. So I don't want to choose a day and then have to work and cancel. So right. um, in the next few weeks, um, my boss told me my schedule will be more set in stone so I can start actually planning something right away. Okay. Okay. That sounds okay. So now, and you said a zoom now, you, I would imagine you'll probably advertise or, or place the link. on your Yes. Phone. I'll place the link on my, um, on my page, on my, um, web page so they can find it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, 
is that that being the spiritual mentoring part. Now, talk to us about. Um, I was on spiritual bring, springboard, and I was just looking at, at some of the things that you, some of your content on there. Yes, yes. One of being uh, the concept of healing. Talk to us about that. Yes. Um, when we talk about healing in our society, we think mainly, and I'm not going to speak generally, but generally we think somebody is physically sick in the body right. and that, or, you know, mental health issues and that there needs healing, which of course that is, is so, but healing even goes beyond that into the level of the soul. Okay. And what I've been shown over the course of, gosh, quite a few years, but really the last three years is that everything amiss in your life, I won't say everything, but I'll say like, we'll say 95% just to get a number high enough there, mm -hmm. is a result of something in your soul that needs healed. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like, what's on the inside manifests itself on the outside. So yeah. to, and I don't think that's too far reaching for a lot of people, but no. I know for me, the, the mindset that you can be sick in your body mm -hmm. was just like, Oh wow. Well, I just got sick because I was around somebody sick or, Oh, poor pitiful, whoever, mm -hmm. you know, who has got, has caught cancer or whatever it is. But in reality, if we could get into the soul and heal mm -hmm. that, those aren't part of our divine plan. You know, cancer is not our divine plan. Being sick is not part of a God's divine plan for our life. And right. that the darkness of our soul creates those things within our body, within our relationships. Um, and if we can shift our perspective around that, it's a, just a really great indicator of kind of awakening to what needs to be healed within so that you can move closer to love and closer to, I don't want to say perfection, but health, wellness, and that state of bliss that we're supposed to live in. Okay. Now, now tell us, now for some, I know for some folk, it, uh, it may sound and I've spoken to some folks about uh, exactly what you're talking about along those lines. Mm -hmm. for, for some folks, it sounds almost <laughs> a bit mystical to them. What, yes. what you're talking, when you're talking soul. Yes. Um, what, yeah. What do I mean by that? And I get, yeah. I get that because mm -hmm. I know I grew up Christian and I was always that, that word soul was always, you know, it's in the Bible and it's mm -hmm. kind of, but the connection that was God's really drawn to me, and I think to other people as well, is that it's really our subconscious. Mm -hmm. So if we can get the, in the, and if we can look at what the soul does for us, the soul is the middle, I'm, I don't like to use the word middle man because, but basically it is the middle man between the spiritual realm and right. the worldly realm. So mm -hmm. the soul has that super consciousness part of it. Mm -hmm. that is all knowing but the the subconscious darkness that we start gathering from even before birth up until we're eight years old mm -hmm. and then 
is really strong. And then, you know, we also put stuff in our subconscious as we get older as well. But those, I like to say the habits, the beliefs, um, the even, and things that we don't even really know are in there, the programs, Mm-hmm. generational bondage is one of the things I talk about. Those things are in our soul covering the light. And as we heal simply through awareness, because you have to have the awareness of what's in there first before you can take action to transform it. Um, as you take action to transform it, then what I've recognized is your body, your life starts becoming more in that flow of how we're supposed to live as Christ's children. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's gets you, but two, I, I do want to say that this mm-hmm. does not mean that there's never a time for doctors or medication or clinical psychology. You know, I'm right. not saying those people aren't necessary because God works, can work, you know, works through all of those people. But what mm-hmm. I am saying, I think it's important that people begin to see the discomfort, the discord, or the disease that's going on there in their life as, hey, there's something here that I need to address, and let's get to the root of the problem. The cancer isn't the root. The poor relationship isn't the root. The financial problems aren't the root. There's right. something beyond that in our subconscious that's creating those in our life. Mm. You know, and I think it's, you know, <clears throat> And what you're talking about, Pam, it, as you were sitting here speaking on that, and it made me think about in, in the Bible, <clears throat> in particular, in the Gospels, it, it appears a couple times, but in Luke in particular, um, there's a portion of scripture there where um, the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him uh, about eternal life. And then Jesus tells him, tells them as far as how do you get and he asked them what's written in the law. And then, of course, they answered, excuse me, from Deuteronomy um, passage, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, loving your neighbor as yourself. But I've always, always found that looking at that first portion of where Jesus talks about how we ought to love God and loving him with all of our heart and mm-hmm. with all of our soul and with mm-hmm. all, all of our mind. It just, it always struck me how, how that, how Jesus explained that, how that just pretty much identified every, every bit of our, of our being, uh, whether it be physically, mentally, psychologically, and spiritually, that he mm-hmm. hit in the soul. The soul has always struck me because that's such, that's such a tough concept to, um, to communicate to people, you know? Yeah, and I was the same way until I started recognizing the connection between the subconscious. And I was like, oh, that totally makes sense because um, obviously we're children of God who have that all-knowingness within us. But Mm -hmm. why can't we hear it? Why can't we experience that? And it's really just because of the darkness that, you know, we find in there. And I know like scripture says, you know, about um, how the world i'm gonna butcher this because whenever i need to remember scripture i can never remember exactly but you know what what is it to gain the whole world at the expense of your soul right so again he's pulling back to your soul and then you know 
the renewal of your mind mm-hmm. is always, you know, in scripture, you know, there, you hear that Jesus talking a lot about the, the mind and how that is such an important part. And I know a lot of people think, oh, that's just your conscious mind. Like what I think about is important and that is important, mm-hmm. but we have to remember that 90% of, I think psychologists say like 95% of every action we take mm-hmm. and every um, thought we make is a rooted in our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff we don't know what's in there. Most of us. That's true. Well, you know, and, and of course we know as Christians, uh, you know, for example, Romans 12 says that, um, that we are to, to uh, have a renewal or a transformation of our minds. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's, yeah, I think you're right. That's oftentimes, and I know you've seen this, this actually is kind of great. Speaking about this kind of segues into our, our next um, part that I want to uh, talking about uh, as far as the spirituality versus religion. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so, uh, I'm sorry, I just lost my train. Oh, that's okay. There we go. Um, but yeah, the 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 struggle of the soul. I think that's something that uh, you you spoke to as far as how that ties into um, as far as the subconscious, the mind itself, and how that can have an impact physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, or how it can manifest itself uh, mm-hmm. through through physical effects, and I, and I want to make sure, and I'm glad you said it too, and I'll reiterate to our listeners that's not saying that because someone's in a particular um, physical state of of infirmary and sickness that to, to say that they've created all that in their mind. That, that's, no, and that's what I was just getting ready know. to mention because mm-hmm. I don't want people to think that I'm saying, oh, you've done this to yourself. Right, right. But but the darkness and however you want to term the darkness <laughs> has created that. And and even with when we look at like the the dark, you know, we can call it the devil, we can call it evil, we can mm-hmm. call it whatever you want to call it. But God allows it because if you think about it, if people come to the awareness that that is really going to serve their good it's mm-hmm. there to serve their good mm-hmm. then they there's really no there's really should be no fear of the darkness because the light always overcomes the darkness right. but it's because of the lack of the awareness that people get caught up in the darkness mm-hmm. and they don't know they don't know that there's something that could be done outside of um and i should say with medication or with there's something for them that they can, if they just go in, it's going to help heal that situation. And right. so a lot of people just rely on the doctoring or the medication. And a lot of times, you know, God's like wanting more from them to like get in there and heal that soul. And I know particularly I've had family members and friends who have Christian people, but mm-hmm. their mindset was so geared just into the worldly way of I get sick, I go to the doctor, I take the medication, I do what the doctor says, which right. is good. And sometimes they're healed, but mm-hmm. if they don't make a change in their life, because that illness is trying to get you to make a change, and if they don't recognize that a change needs to be made, mm-hmm. what usually ends up happening is 
three, four, five years down the line, mm -hmm. something else comes in and takes its place or the cancer comes back mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not good. Or even, you know, the person who gets a new spouse, well, the second mm -hmm. spouse, the same thing ends up happening. So, right. you know, I don't want people to think that it's their fault, but those issues in our life is really just like a wake up call to like, mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. Let's go in, let's do some self evaluation and get in there and try to see what's, what's trying to be uncovered. What, cause God's bringing it up basically for well, you. I think here, and here's the thing uh, that, and I would definitely add to as we, as we walk through this and, and explaining it and talking about it, as far as um, just how our mind is connected to that. And it's not, as you said, um, certainly it's not to say that, that someone has brought this, brought something on themselves physically per se. However, I think the thing that, that we have to be reminded of God and God through his word, you know, tells us old and new Testament. I found a verse <clears throat> that I came across in first Thessalonians uh, five. It says this, and I, and I love how Paul put, puts it in verse 23. He said, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And how he, he says here, you know, may your whole spirit, mm -hmm. soul, soul, and body. And he, he just completely covers, I mean, just our entire being, our entire existence, whether it's our physical existence or our soul existence, which yes. is you know, as, as we know, as followers of Christ, because of what Jesus did, our soul can go on to live forever, yes. uh, you know, upon death here physically on earth. But um, I think that's the what you I, I enjoy and, and love what you said. It's just, you know, uh, as folks deal with, um, for instance, maybe with that physical thing, but that that God is is perhaps perhaps highlighting some things that, that needs to be looked at a bit deeper as far as the soul. It's yes. A, uh, yes. Yeah. I, and I, I do want to mention too, mm -hmm. I don't want people to think, um, I mean, obviously walking the spiritual path mm -hmm. is about in my, in my experience, I don't want to generalize, but in my experience, it is about doing some self confrontation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, it does not mean at any given moment, God can't just come in mm -hmm. and break every single chain and right. do a, a miracle. Because I don't want people to think, oh, mm -hmm. man, I, it does take work when yeah. you're really wanting to raise up that love within you and mm -hmm. raise that light within you. But I don't want to. I don't want to shift off of what God can do and the miracles that God can do. However, I do know that when he performs that miracle on, on your life, mm -hmm. if you, you know, I don't know if you've seen this before, but a miracle has happened. And mm -hmm. for the first six or seven months, glory to God, glory to God, this miracle happened. But then they, the person goes back to live in the same way mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. they previously had lived. Mm -hmm. And that's where we kind of go back and we pick up what God has already broke right. the bondage or the, you know, and so 
when God does something, a miracle for us, that's that's our sign that, okay, this is my opportunity to be different. Mm-hmm. And we have, mm-hmm. transformation is change. And to have mm-hmm. lasting transformation, God has to come in so that we can. Right. And he has to come into more and in fully into our soul so that we can hold that transformation. Because right. from a lot of people, they've been doing um, habits or ways mm-hmm. of living for, you know, many, many multiples of years. And mm-hmm. to think that you could just in a snap of a finger change that mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. God's help. Yeah. Yeah. We well, yeah. you know it's almost impossible because mm-hmm. only God's grace can bring us can that. Yeah. to, you know, cut those binds and but, change that try to hold us back. But isn't it, isn't it interesting if I think about what you said there? Um, you know, the world tells us differently, of course. The world tells us that, you know, if we have something we need, need to overcome, you know, we just need to confront it, face it, and just deal with it, and then we can get through it. Um, yeah. That, that's, and it's weird, isn't it weird? In part, that, that has some truth there. Because you think about, I always think about, like, Alcoholics Anonymous, for instance. You look at the concepts that uh, folks that are dealing with alcoholism and addiction there, as they're walking through that, of course, there's spiritual elements within that. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they make reference to a higher power. Yes. Uh, per se, not necessarily Jesus himself. But I think the, the thing is with you, uh, I like what you said. It's, it's, it's something that, that the, the healing, it's, it is a process. It is a process. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, God, I think he, he, uh, I'm reminded again of John, John 15, where where Jesus talks about the vine and the branches. It says here, it says that while every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes so that it will bear even more fruit. And uh, you know, if we if we're not uh, understanding that that it is a process, the healing which you're talking about, it is a process. And yes. God, God will. And you remember different points when where Jesus would heal folks, he would heal them immediately on the spot. And then the next thing he'd go tell him, now sin no more. Yes. I love that you said that because that's what I was going to bring up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sin, if we look at the original text, is just separate separation from yeah. God. Yeah. So what is it in your life that's causing separation, you know, yeah. for that person? And mm-hmm. I, every Every time Jesus healed, he gave a directive of some action the person had to take. Yes, yes. And there were a few where he said, by your faith, you've been healed because the person had already taken the action of faith. But yeah. more than not, it was pick up your mat and walk or, um, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. there was always a directive. And I think that's important for people mm-hmm. to consider because I know if God just would dish out miracles to us, which he can do, mm-hmm. would we, would we really learn, you know, we well, would you know, take it, we would take it for granted we and would. we would, we'd be entitled. So yeah. it's just the human, the human nature of it's, and I, it's like the darkness of our human nature. Yeah. So um, that's why, you know, for most people, they have to have the transformation and speaking yeah. of Alcoholics Anonymous, I think it's fabulous mm-hmm. what they do, but something that was put on me, oh gosh, a couple months ago about that mm-hmm. is that one of the things they do which is not serving them 
is they'll say like, hello, my name is Pam and I'm an alcoholic. That binds them to alcoholism, just those words. But if they would say, hi, my name is Pam and God has delivered me from alcoholism. Can -hmm. you see the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Glory. Because whatever, again, whenever we speak, you know, by the tongue, you shall be justified. (laughs) So when we even, whenever they even speak, so anybody who's on here who is, you know, struggling with an addiction issue or whatever, it Mm -hmm. is so important that you do not give lip service to that addiction. Mm. Even if you're in the midst of it, Mm. you need to be like God delivering me. And Mm. I'm, and I'm even saying, even if you're in the midst of it and you have a step back where you know you have a drink or whatever right don't beat your don't beat yourself up just right. go next time yeah you know i made a mistake next time you know re- do the repentance which mm-hmm. repentance just is changing your mind if we yep. look at the general general text or the original text so mm-hmm. that i think that's an important thing to get people that they're even even the mind the mind creates the words and the renewal of the mind, you have to be renewed in your mind yes. so that the correct words come out yes. to support yes. what God's trying to do in your life because yes. the wrong words get in his way. Mm. You know, I, <laughs> I was actually thinking too of even, uh, even just a very under, even more understandable or simplified uh, we were talking about as far as, you know, for example, with, with regards to an addiction or a sickness, I mean, addiction, an addiction is a sickness and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and to the point to where, to where we can say mentally, okay, I need to make a change. However, for it to actually be a lasting change, it, it has to be done uh, in a soul and spiritual in a deep in-depth way to, to, to experience true healing. Yes. And, and, and uh, you know that's a tough one, but yes, I know, but it's good. And I think too, um, I think a lot of people in the church um, maybe don't recognize the power of deliverance mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know Jesus, you know, especially he was he was walking through the streets delivering people mm-hmm. of all kinds of stuff that was put on them. And I think yes. whenever if we could even just open up our mind to that. Um, a deliverance should be part of our maintenance, mm. our Christian maintenance, because, know. you know, any little opening <laughs> that we could actually give, even not knowingly, um, that's just a stronghold that can be, you know, over our life. So mm. I I believe a deliverance is some kind of a really important part of the Christian walk to help people overcome and to break the help break the change so God can really come in there. And of course, again, God can do the deliverance on without anyone else's help, but the awareness of what needs to be delivered, that's where we don't know necessarily all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I was going to say too, it it just makes me think of something to very simplified. For example, like smoking, you have a smoker and you know, if we're, we say we've got someone we know that's smoking and we've intervened and we've gone around and collected all their smokes, and we take them and tell them, okay, now and I, I rid, I rid it throughout all of your cigarettes. So now you just, you just can't smoke anymore. You have to be done with it. And, and, you know, that's it. 
Now that's a very, like I said, very simplified way to kind of look at the way, um, you know, Jesus was talking about as far as, okay, you know, this is, you know, this has been taken from you, delivered, as you said, and now you, you just can't, you can't live like that anymore. You can't do that anymore. Don't, mm -hmm. don't do it. Do not return to it. it it's been taken from you. Good thing to have that, that whatever that said, uh, sickness is that to have that taken from you it's been taken it's gone yes delivered yeah and two a great a great point to add on to the back of that is once you're delivered mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you're not going to have the urge to smoke anymore right right so the important part is to guard your mind when that urge comes and mm -hmm. to lean on god for the strength to overcome that urge yes yes wow you know that i I uh, and I hope my our listeners uh, listeners out there. I hope you guys certainly can appreciate uh, certainly what, what we're speaking about here. Uh, it's something that's again uh, for some some of what, what we're talking about is very deep, and it is it is it's, it's very deep, and uh, as it should be. Uh, yeah, it is, and but the interesting thing is. It's simple. God's so simple, but you have to be willing to open your mind to a new perspective. Yes. Yes. And if, if you aren't, then, you know, you're going to look at stuff like this and go, Oh, okay, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, crazies. <laughs> but if you're willing to say, Hey, I don't know about that. That's interesting. And I'm going to keep an open mind about that. Mm-hmm. God will show you the truth and it's not because you or I are talking about him, but you just say, you know, to God, okay, you know, that, that conversation Pam and Kevin had, I want to know if there's truth in that. And, uh, you know, show me, you know, show me that, show me what that, show me if that's, there's some truth in that. And you'll be, you'll be shown because I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, don't believe what I say, but stay open enough to an ex so God can give you the experience to know if it's true or not. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that's really the path I've been on my whole spiritual walk because mm -hmm. heck, if you would have talked to me about this at the beginning of my walk, mm -hmm. I would have been like, okay, whatever. But the one thing I never did was close off the possibility. And yeah. because I didn't close the possibility, I was able to grow and I like to use the word evolve because we're all supposed to evolve. You know, yeah. we're not, we're not just supposed to stay the same. You know, humanity evolves. We evolve in our science and our medicine and everywhere right. else. Why aren't we evolving in our soul and our mm. conscious thinking? You know, yeah. why, why haven't we evolved in our conscious thinking? So. Yeah. Oh, sure. And I like that, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull, pull out a word you just said. Uh, and I think we talked about sometimes, uh, <laughs> and some Christians at the word evolution, and suddenly it's 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 a theory, or you're talking or speaking of the theory, but it's like no 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 that look get in your dictionary, look up the word evolution. It's not yes. specifically linked to and only to the evolutionary theory, but it's it, evolution certainly, as you mentioned, is something. As a Christian, we should be evolving. And, you know, we've got Christian words that, that mirror that, you know, just maturing and growing. We should mm -hmm. be. Um, yes. Yeah. And I know, I know for me, for a lot of years, I 
I just thought I was where I was supposed to be as a Christian because I was doing everything I thought a Christian should do, praying, reading my Bible, going to church every Sunday, mm -hmm. volunteering. And boy, if Jesus would have come back then, he would be like, get away from me. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you know, and I think, I think that's, I think that's a really where God is really calling um, Christians forward because mm -hmm. I think, I think there are a lot of Christians that are like me. They just, they just didn't know there was something more out there for them. Mm -hmm. And they just think that because they're doing all these things that there is this personal relationship with God, which is so, there's so much more. And I like that verse where Jesus, I mean, it's harsh, but he says, you know, his apostles are saying, you know, but Lord, they're healing, they're healing people in your name and yes. all that. And he's like, they don't, I don't even know who they are, mm. you know? So mm. I, you know, it's harsh. You think, man, that's harsh, yeah. but <laughs> that could be a large majority of Christians technically. I mean, I'm not saying it is, but yes. you never know. It could have, it could have very well been me. <laughs> well, you know, and that's, and and just to touch on that that point you're making, that well that that comes through exactly what you were just talking about as far as the, the evolution. Hopefully, we're spiritually evolving to the point where through through experience with God and walking with God and growing with God, that that He, if we're open to it, and you you use the word definitely open to it, that He can reveal those things in our life that. Uh, it certainly needs his light on it and it can open our eyes to the point to where that we're not just out there methodically and religiously doing things, mm -hmm. but that we're actually living for him and not just focused on just doing. Yes. Him. Yes. And the big word that I like to use is that we're on our way to our becoming. So mm -hmm. we're be, it's more about who we be than what we do. And yeah. when we talk about that, what is behind the intention behind what we do? And I, there's a great analogy that um, I have here in Nashville a few years ago, we had, I guess mm -hmm. it's only a year ago, we had a devastating um, tornado in my neighborhood. Right. And the, if I could use how we be as an example in that, People didn't come out and say, I need to go help that community because it's going to make me feel good or I want to get recognition for volunteering mm -hmm. or I want to put it on Instagram, whatever. Right. So many people were just pulled from their heart to serve. And that's the difference between doing and, and it was such a beautiful thing because of course there were the other people that were there for the wrong reasons, but right. the majority of them were just, you could not stay home. I mean, that's the feeling I had. I could not sit in my house mm -hmm. and not go do something. It wasn't even a thought of, there was no other thought that I have to go help. And so when we have that doing, we actually become righteous through Christ because we're so close to him mm -hmm. that righteousness is ours and it's not it's like a reflex so mm. our actions become a reflex of love rather than a thought of right. what's in it for me or oh i sh or the guilt oh i should go volunteer at church you know it's 
there's none of that. It's just an actual reflex of love. Mm -hmm. So that's when we get into that beingness, which takes time. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I'm still far away from that. <laughs> oh, God. I would say, aren't we all? Yeah. But it is attainable, we know, because it's a Bible set. So. <laughs> right. That's right. Amen. Oh. Well, keep, well, you know, the Apostle Paul says it, you know, numerous times. We, we strive. We strive towards the goal. We strain towards the goal. We, we keep moving towards that, that in that race for which God has marked out for us, we keep moving forward. We keep growing. We keep evolving. So, yeah, yeah. no, I think that's, that's true. And if we keep an open mind and yeah. let spirit lead us, mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be, in my experience, it doesn't have to be that much striving. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I know from my Christian experience growing up, mm -hmm. I strove to be worthy. I strove to be acceptable. Right. I, so even in that striving, that creates too much independence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that can even get in the way of what God is doing. Whereas if we can just maybe get close enough to him to have that personal relationship mm -hmm. where we can move with spirit mm. then then it becomes a little it becomes fun too actually yeah. um can i tell you a story sure the other because sure. i have had this is one of my strongholds is doing this because that's mm -hmm. just i grew up in that catholic faith where you know, do this or you go to hell, do this. And of course, there was great things about being Catholic, but that was my takeaway as a kid. And I'm not even saying they preach that, but that was just my takeaway. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in, a lot, in all churches, there's so many good words about God, but yeah. the negative words, like you're, God, we're so unworthy, but you give us grace. I think our subconscious hangs on to the unworthy, the brokenness, mm -hmm. those conversation points the sinner and that's not what god wants us to hang on to right. but yet but yet those words are constantly in the messages that we hear from church and mm -hmm. so for me that really created the striving mentality of having to be good having to do good and even the other day it's been years of me trying to get away from that but even the other day i had been so busy that i hadn't um even had time to sit and read my Bible and just sit in the quiet with him. And right. so I was like, okay, today I'm not, I don't really have anything going on. I'm going to go sit in there and be with the Lord. And I sat for one minute and in my spirit, I heard him say, how many times do I have to tell you to get up and go among my people? Mm. He goes, your life is your prayer. And mm. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So anyway, I went mm. and just ran errands and in my day, he put three different people in front of me. Mm. One where I got to celebrate with a woman in, in the dollar store because she had just received a phone call where she got a job and she was jumping up and down. So mm. I high fived her and celebrated with her. Another one, I can't remember, but it was someone I met who needed encouragement. So I just had a word of encouragement for them. And then there was another one which had slipped my mind now, but I, I was like, okay, Lord, I get it now. Just go live your life mm -hmm. and I will send people to you. And you don't even have to do anything except mm -hmm. recognize that I'm sending them to you. Right. 
And I didn't have to sit there with the guy encouragement and like, you know, pray with them or anything. It was just my beingness of love showing him an encouraging word. And sometimes God will say to me, okay, you need to pray with this person. So I will do that. But I think, I think a, a lot of Christians think, oh, if God sends me somebody, that's immediately I have to go in a spiel about Jesus and Christ to save them. No. But that does God just says just show them love. Your what? your reflection of love is all they need more mm-hmm. than not. You know, unless you hear to pray with them. And so I just think that that was a really good lesson for me mm-hmm. to get away from that doing this mentality again well, and just well, to get out get out in the world. Well, what you're, what you're, I believe what you're referring to is just having that sensitivity of the spirit. I mean, as we're, as we're living this life, you know, uh, certainly as, as followers of Christ, you know, his, his spirit's going to speak to us, whether it's, like you said, it's, whether it's nudging us to go to uh, speak with someone or pray with them or call someone or, you know, go somewhere, you know, it's, that's just awareness, being aware in the spirit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think too, you know, in our world, we get so busy with mm-hmm. our worldlies, and we get caught up in our own life, mm-hmm. which I I do too. I'm not sitting here patting myself on the back. Right. But that's the big that's the big hindrance is to be able to be more in the moment of mm-hmm. where God has us, and yeah. to be able to pause so we can catch those moments and those divine appointments that he's already set up for us. And obviously if you recognize later, you missed it, like, dang, sorry, I missed that. I'll catch it next time. <laughs> you know, Don't beat yourself up over it, but you know, oh, yeah. and get your, get your phone out of your, your face, out of your phone. <laughs> you know, everybody's, mm-hmm. that's what I, you know, everybody's always got their face buried in their phone. And so true. And you know, can God, God see, you know, I'm God uses any can use anything, but really, um, it's so it came so evident to me one day that um, he he just put on me that um, the internet and more like more social media mm-hmm. is is an antichrist, and I was I mm-hmm. was like, okay, I can see that, yeah. you know, and obviously he he can use the internet and the media for good, right? But it obviously is a liar, a deceiver, you know, all the, it has all the characteristics of the antichrist and, you know, I still use it, but, you know, I use it for good, but Mm. I think a lot of people have just um, also that interferes with what God wants to do because like you said, they're not in the awareness and following spirit because Mm. they're so locked into that social media aspect of their life. Mm. So true, so true. Uh, well, that that is definitely good stuff. Um, you know, that's actually yeah. We just we're running. We just hit forty five minutes. Um, so I definitely want to go ahead and get ready to wrap this up. Um, but I, I think we definitely covered, uh, of course, the spiritual mentoring, the healing, and then as far as the. Uh, as far as the spirit work or soul work. Um, and I hope that uh, listeners that, that you start glean something from this uh, at some point and I'll certainly be prayerfully considering these things and 
just just really pondering. Uh, uh, definitely, Pam. Did you have any closing uh, comments or anything you want to add? Well, I would just like to add that um, if any of your listeners have any questions, they can reach me at spiritual springboard at gmail and also on my instagram okay. um, it has spiritual springboard as well and it has the link to my landing page where here in a week or so i'll be putting up the link for my uh min mentoring mm -hmm. nights and yeah. also just if oh and if they want to go to that link as or to that link as well on my Instagram mm -hmm. and sign up for just give me your email. I will send you a letter from God, which is mm -hmm. a letter that God had me pin in the middle of the night for him as a word of encouragement to his kids. And it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty fabulous. And I was honored to be able to pin that for him, but I will send that to send them a free copy of that. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Well, Pam, thank you. Thanks for coming back on once more. Well, and thank you. Definitely. Again, as as I uh, interview guests, I would like to always leave the door open for for a possible return, especially from what you're talking about with your upcoming spiritual mentoring. Uh, that would be a nice to to once that gets uh, going to have you back on just to talk a bit about how that's going and um, okay. just how we how we all can uh, definitely benefit from from some from what you're doing there. Well, I appreciate it. It's been a, such a pleasure to talk with you both times. Yes, yes. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Add more love and light into the world. That's, hey, like you said, we God calls us to do certain things. And, you know, this is something, something that I believe that, uh, that I have to offer. And I'll certainly just do the best I can and just share, share, share and get, get, it, get the word out there. Well, I appreciate it so much. All right. Well, thanks, Pam. You have a souls community. Likewise, you guys enjoy the rest of your week and, and be on the lookout again, like I said, uh, for a follow up with Pam, um, where we'll have uh, more on her spiritual mentoring. You guys have a wonderful day, Pam. Again, God bless you. God and, bless you too. And your listeners. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.